See, it's typically that first one, yeah? Yeah, I know. I, I, so just, there's I messed it up. I messed it up. I know. Two I'm not normally the guy that no, does it. Okay, though. You had it. You got it. I'm quiet. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective and also from our individual weird perspectives. Mm-hmm. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. And... So you know, like we could hear the music. Yeah, so yeah. In the midst of it, when you hear it and it's wrong. Okay, I know. But and then I you could be like, "Oh, I'm gonna switch this." I was, th- like, I was thinking Thursday episode or something. I just, well, I don't know what mm. I was thinking. Jimmy's making fun of me because uh, he was gone, and I recorded an episode of Banter of Truth with Tony, but mm-hmm. I used the wrong intro music, which I knew after I recorded it. Mm. But uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't realize it. Not so easy on this side, yeah, huh? No, Not man, so easy. It's just, it's a pressure cooker over on that side, and I, I just failed. Well, I don't know if it's that. No, it's it's absolutely, it's like manning a nuclear power plant by yourself. Nowhere near that. It is. It's uh, nowhere near that, which, is, just, which makes your failure that much more epic. Yeah. It's I like, think, I think all bas- you have to do is this. Ready? You see this? Yeah. You push that, that button. Yeah, I did that. Record. Yep. And then he, then he hit that button. I did that. See, the problem is, though. I had it on the wrong. You had it on the wrong. Music, yeah, so. I know. Yeah, I know what I did. So, like, mm-hmm. you can see right away what yeah. the issue is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? the issue is my, one of the co-hosts is, is a jerk How? who doesn't show compassion, what and one of the co-hosts is is innocent as a dove and tries wow. to help, but uh, gets <laughs> dogged when he makes the one mistake of the year he makes. The one I just mistake feel of the like, year. You know. <laughs> if this was me, and you've done it where you railed me. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'll ream you, rail you, whatever, whatever the terms are. What's like, the terms? Hey, you get like, reamed you know, out. Like, yeah, like is, is what we used to say when I was a kid. They get in trouble. They yell at you. Yeah. No, like you like the railroad tracks. Like you got like sent over the tracks, like railed. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? I guess. And that that's not this. That's I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We, we don't know. I don't. We know. just grab expressions and use gra- them for our own purposes. Oh, it's a I, postmodern I, world. I am very much a make things up as I go yeah. individual. You know, well, why not? <laughs> when we, it comes to that kind of stuff, as long as know. people know what you mean, you know, we all know what you meant. Yeah, good, good. No, yeah. There you go. Perfect. Every like once it. in a while, it probably causes got, some yeah. awkwardness, but yeah, that's all right. I got railroaded. Yeah. Okay. See? That's yeah, but that's that's a, that's a thing, right? Yeah, I think that expression usually refers to um, somebody doing you dirty, and uh, yeah, yeah, you do that to me. No, <gasps> when I, I make the mistakes, d- that's not I, doing you dirty. That's just calling out your error. Oh, so then I didn't do you dirty then? You just did. No, no, I didn't. I called out your error. Okay, I have no idea what you're saying. Now. So I'm saying though, you can't tell me that when you do it to me, it's just calling out a mistake. Yeah, and so and then when I do it to you. You can't say it's, you know, I'm just calling out a mistake. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't deserve it, is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally different. Because you do it, you you mess things up uh, passive aggressively to, um, to like, get back at me. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. I'm passive aggressive <laughs> after you point it out. <laughs> by the way. Defensive and insecure. By the way, I'm excited. Next week, we're, uh, we're set to talk about... Calling out versus cancel culture. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that episode. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. So speaking of calling out, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that's what we're going to do. Well, today we're getting back into the mailbag and uh, we've got we've got a, like a handful of, of handful messages of here. You want to take the first one? Sure. Uh, subject, abusive pastors. Mm-hmm. Hey, I listened to your podcast of abusive pastors. Wait, uh, a podcast of abusive pastors? Or on. Yeah. He he uses words like we do. Yeah, okay, okay, like okay. He makes it up. Uh, and sadly, I feel like a lot of them are true in our church. Me and 
others have talked to this pastor and have talked to the other elders as well. How do you decide to stay and confront sin or leave a church? Thanks. Signed, Jared Wilson. Oh, you. Okay. <laughs> he asked not to be named. Okay, this guy did ask, but that's, it's not Jared Wilson, <laughs> obviously. Um, Steve McCoy. Steve McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> so the abusive pastor is going to answer this. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a podcast of abusive pastors. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, get an inside look. Mm-hmm. See what, you know, try to understand us. Here's how it's like. Villains have hearts too. Yeah. You know. That's right. Okay. I mean, yeah. Uh, DC and every, you know. I'm yeah, about, yeah. Movies. Movies are no, all You got to humanize the bad the, guy. The, the anti-hero. Yeah. Right. right. Is yeah. that what you call it? Yeah. You got to humanize them so that they're, you know, somewhat more, a little bit more interesting. Uh, and then like you could, you come around like, I understand why you blew it up. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have done it, but I get but it. But I get why you did. Yeah. No, it makes sense. You're like Mr. Glass in uh, Unbreakable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, he's all jacked up and looking for a purpose in life and yep. he becomes the villain. Yep. So, uh, all right. So your question is, is how do you decide to stay and confront? Okay. So I guess what I would say on the front end, Jimmy, is mm-hmm. that, uh, I would definitely address the issue, whether I'm leaving or staying, I would address the issue. If I felt like the pastors were being abusive yeah. and yeah, I would yeah. want to address that, I would want to talk to them about what I'm perceiving and, uh, and then go from there. Yeah. But it sounds like this individual has already done that says, uh, we've talked to this pastor and have talked to the other elders oh, as well. he does say that. How do you d- decide to stay and confront? So now you're talking, mm, yeah. Well, it's it, dep- it depends on what you want to do. So thank you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's- a, if, See, I came prepared. If it's a congregational church- I hit church, the right button. You did hit the right button. You you are the best. <laughs> no one pushes buttons like you do, Jimmy. No, That's oh, a yes. fact. Oh, that Mi- is a fact. Michelle has given me that award Yeah. 18 years in a row yeah, now. Yeah, that's- uh, you're very good at that. All right. So if it's a congregational church, then uh, you would be able to address this at a members meeting. Hmm. Um, yep. You could speak up about this. Uh, you could address it in that way. Um, if you have a sense that this is something the congregation is noting, uh, it might be a little bit easier. Or if it's something that's very hidden, then this might be, this will certainly certainly be more complicated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know on the one hand, you don't want to just leave because, and not warn people uh in some way so if you're going to do that you, i mean i would encourage you to find a way to do that mm-hmm. in an organized manner and if you're a congregational church you'll have the opportunity to yeah. do that um but boy i don't know i mean and, and well I, let's also be careful there because i i agree with you um sometimes we perceive what we think is abuse right or, you know what i mean yep. when when sometimes maybe they our feelings just got hurt and right, i'm not sure. saying so, I mean, I feel better about your situation saying that there's obviously something going on here. You've talked to mm-hmm. the individual, you talked to the elders, unless you're leaving a piece out where they confronted you and your sin, yeah. you know? Um, so assuming it's actual Assuming abuse. it's actual. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I think I, what I'm saying, though, is um, that's why going through this process is mm-hmm. not a hasty process. Right. For sure. It should be. I mean, I shouldn't say it should be. I don't want to give a timeline. I know how long it took me to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think to put that a parameter on that is a, a, appropriate. But I think you, for you, for any individual, it there needs to be a certain appropriate yeah. time. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't want to sit here and say like, 12 months, 15 months. It yeah. took, it took for me, for Michelle and I, it was 18 to 20 months. Yeah. And of it, trying it would depend. to work through it. It would depend like, you know, if, if, if you were, 
uh, physically abused or something mm, like that. Well, that's mm, a different situation. That's a different situation. That's going to be pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, if it's if it's like controlling spiritual abuse, then that you're perceiving or experiencing, uh, yeah. It if you're going to actually work through it, and hopefully the congregation will be involved in that process. That definitely will take time. That takes time. Yeah, and, and so like even as you're, you know, just because other people validate what you're feeling mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that feeling's right. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like, you know, what have they experienced or are they only hearing your side? There's, exactly. You know, there's, exactly. There's a lot of issues. And, and if there is real abuse, you still have to weigh, do I have the strength to work through this long form or do I just need to leave and find a safe space to heal up? Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the level of abuse of what's going on, you might need to go public uh, if it's, you know, yeah. serious crazy stuff or uh you might say like oh what this guy's a bully yeah and i'm just i'm just out because i don't i'm not i don't like bully that's it and i would still say that's abuse i mean it's a a form of abuse the guys that are yeah domineering yeah domineering spirit intensive yeah um intense not intensive uh and i think this is where so depending upon the structure or what denomination like the structure of the like this is where i think there's danger in churches that have no association yeah and no fellowship outside of itself, right? Because um, I know in in our situation, not having not having someone like another body, not having an association or a fellowship, not having like a regional director or whatever else you want to call them as as an individual as a resource was really detrimental, mm. right? Because that's how I think a lot of uh, abusers really thrive on isolation. Sure. And so um so I would be asking the question, it, depending on the association what they have, I would be bringing it up to the next level and asking for a bit of mediation and help here. Right. And even then there's no guarantee there's of no course, guarantee because you know, sometimes leadership protects their own. I yep. mean there's always worst case scenarios, but absolutely I agree. You know, even in the, and this is probably why a lot of abuse can thrive in Baptist churches because there is no authority above the uh, the pastor no. or pastors in that church. I mean, the the SBC can kick you out, but they can't make anything happen in For that sure. church. But you still go to your state or your regional yes. leader and say, "Listen, I'm I've tried to talk to my pastor about this, and all they're they're just refusing to even talk to me about it." Yeah, because if nothing else, I think that releases you. I think that releases you. And even for that sense of like, uh, and if it's done well and the process is being done well, if, if you're being overly sensitive, they're going to help you navigate that. Yeah. And if you're not, they're going to help you navigate that too. Right. Yeah, totally. Uh, And I think that's, that's the thing. And yeah, I mean, unfortunately with SBC, it doesn't matter what the messengers want. They're just going to ignore it anyways. So I guess I did see Moeller. No, I did not see that. Yeah, Moeller, like six or five of the seminaries have issued statements saying, no bueno. This is not good. You guys are supposed to be doing what the you're supposed to be finding a way to do what they ask. Mm. And uh, yeah, and the task force. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, sorry, <laughs> we can't explain it right now. But we'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. Go, go and listen to the conversation that we had on the SBCEC episode. There you go. Yep. Feedback. Um, Last week, but they presented the task force presented them. All right, so you can do exactly what the messenger said, mm-hmm. uh, or there's this hybrid version. Uh, that would still work. They gave them options, and they just so far majority, majority. Of the task force or of the of the sorry executive committee. All right. Well, listen. Uh, yeah, and also when you go to somebody else, uh, document that 
you know, yes. write an email, document it that way. If something else happens, it's been documented. Yep. And e- yeah. Email them right away. Hey, yep. thanks for the meeting. Here are some of the things that we covered off. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Yep. Very, very good. All right. So now we got one from uh, Billy. Uh, William. Yep. Billy. Go ahead. William says, uh, gentlemen. Hmm. Hmm. Where? Hmm. First, thank you for your podcast. I started listening to you all back in February, and I have learned so much, both by listening to the old episodes and from the most recent ones as well. And he's got a long email here. We're not going to read it all. Uh, but here's this question. Uh, second, I am interested in reading from the Puritans, but I don't know where to start. I'm sorry. But I don't know where to start? Because there's a question right yeah. there. If you each could recommend one book to start with, I would really appreciate it. Mm. Praying for you both that the Lord would work for you. Will. Willie. Willie. All right. So... Uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll throw a couple out there. Now, you the, go ahead. The first the first book that I ever read uh, that was a Puritan work was The True Bounds of Christian Freedom by Samuel Bolton. I had been a Christian for about three or four years, um, and I didn't find it hard to uh, read or understand. Um, it wasn't too bad. And I think most of the Puritan paperbacks are are relatively easy. One of the yeah. easy ones to read that I love and I have revisited uh, is John Bunyan on prayer. Um, I think that's great. Uh, definitely a, a one that uh, that comes up a lot in my teaching and preaching. Hmm. What about you, Jimmy? You got something? Yep. Hold on. I was just pulling it up. I had to go look. I know what he's going to say. Which one? You're going to say John Owen. Uh, no, that was a good one. Okay. Because you, you, you referenced I've said that one before. That. Yeah. No, uh, one of the ones that recently I've been enjoying in 2020 was that uh, The Rare Jewel of mm-hmm. Christian Contentment. I've enjoyed that one. Yeah, that's good. I think that's Jeremiah Burroughs. Jeremiah Burroughs, I think, yeah. I think. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. You're right. Uh, it's been a while. Um, that so, one and the Doctrine of Repentance. Yeah, Watson. <laughs> Watson on uh, Repentance, yeah. The Doctrine of Repentance by Watson is is probably even the better one to go with over what I recommended because it's small. It's yeah. short, and Watson is easy to read. Yeah. He's really easy to read. And yeah. If, read that, and then go ahead and pick up his body of divinity, uh, pick him up on the Lord's Prayer. He's great stuff. Yeah, and you know, just because you're going to call me out, communion with God by... By Owen, there I like go. that one. I know you like that one. I know I like yeah. that one. You I, like that one. You know I, you like? I like John Owen. John Owen. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. So, the, I mean, honestly. I'm to look through all the lists. There's so many. But yeah, I'm, you sh- I really uh, pick up all of the period. Buy the set of periods. Buy you can, you can. I think you can buy them in hardcover now. Um, so. Uh, uh, lifting up of a downcast. Yeah. Uh, lifting up. By William Bridge. Yep. That's Isn't one of my favorite books. One? Yep. A lifting up for the downcast. I like that better than the bruised reed. I thought I was going to say, bruised reed is, is also another good one. But the main thing to do is uh, look at the subjects and grab something that piques your interest from that. That's going to be a, uh, they're easy to read. Paper, you can get them in paperback, you know, or you can get a digital version, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, so Watson, Repentance, Bunyan Prayer. Easy places Perfect. to start. Perfect. I, I like that. Boom. I like that's good. Uh, yeah. All right. How about uh, Isaac Bacchus? No, that's a, that's a historic Baptist. Oh. I was like, uh, I don't see that one. Oh, oh this one mm-hmm. i'm interested to hear your thoughts on this oh. i think we should save thoughts actually problem, problem yeah i would imagine actually i know we do yeah never mind we've had this conversation go ahead oh oh sorry it's my turn yeah go start okay. reading do something besides pushing buttons <laughs> uh isaac asks hey guys what do you think about the biblical counseling movement focusing primarily on the use of the scripture as the sole means of counseling others how should christians battling depression anxiety and the like, think about secular counseling, if not in the worldview presented, then in the means and methods employed. 
Well, um, let's be very clear. Uh, Jimmy and I are not professional counselors. Nope. Uh, we're disciplers, mm-hmm. and that's very different. Therefore, we use scripture as our primary tool yep. in discipling people. Yep. And oftentimes, discipling involves some level of counseling where you're working with somebody and you're walking them through a problem or an yep. issue. Yep. Uh, but what we do is if we, su- if we suspect that somebody needs prolonged intensive care or they're dealing with significant issues beyond our capabilities, we recommend them to a professional licensed counselor. Exactly. And, uh, and we, we use both, uh, you know, more of a biblical counselor sometimes or people that have, you know, degrees from secular universities or mm-hmm. Christian universities, mm-hmm. a liberal arts degree. Um, and so we have people, we have Christian people that we recommend mm-hmm. In both world, uh, in both of those, uh, both of those realms. So I think when you're talking about biblical counseling, you have the better versions of it and the worse versions of it. And that's a problem, right? Is like, and so w- to go with a broad brushstroke of all in, yes, all in or all out, no, right? Right. Uh, is is difficult to do. I think what is important is as you're assessing and everything, uh, Joe picked up there, and this is my personal view. I'm not going to speak for Joe on this. Um, depending on where you're at in your walk. I do think it's better to go with a Christian counselor yeah, uh, or, or at least a believer, right? It doesn't necessarily be like yeah. quote unquote biblical counselor, but someone with a degree as well. Uh, I personally, um, I know of individuals or I've heard individuals when they talk about um, sessions with uh, a non-believer, right? Part of it, it has leaned towards like, well, your Christian view has told you that you can't do this, but or that you should feel bad for that, but you don't have to feel bad for sleeping around or, yeah. you know, you don't need to feel bad for, for wanting to, you know, go and meet other women. Like you're not married. It's fine. Just go ahead and sleep around. It's, there's nothing wrong. Just be with safe. That. Just be you safe. Know, yeah. Take precautions. So, and that's why I think it's important. Like yeah. for me, I would now at the, in my place, you know, I would go to, uh, if need be, um, a secular counselor, I would prefer a Christian one. Yeah. But if they told me that I'm able to, at this point, you can filter it. I could filter it. Mm-hmm. But now if I was in a place of right. depression and anxiety, I would absolutely only be going to someone that I know as a believer because I'm getting that worldview yeah. and they understand where I'm coming from because in that state, I'm much more susceptible to yeah. be led astray. Yeah. Temptation, suggestion. Temptation, suggestion, mm-hmm. right? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I Listen, if you're a believer, I would I would encourage you to find a, a Christian counselor of some sort, a counselor who is a Christian. Um, and depending on what you're going through, um, I would choose one counselor or another. Like, mm-hmm. so the best forms of the, the, the biblical counselors that I know, um, you know, CCEF guys that I know, they... Um, they use the scripture primarily in their counseling, but they learn a lot from the world mm, and research that mm-hmm, comes from mm-hmm. uh, counseling in the world. Uh, they, they recognize that there's value in the research that's been done and all of that. And then the counselors that I know that exist in the world, and so they're working maybe with a non-Christian counseling program, uh, they're, they're Bible-believing Christians, so they can't be preaching the gospel uh, unless somebody you know specifically asks a, a question or something like that. But, um, but they, they are able to use all of those resources, and if they know that they have a Christian patient, then they're able to walk with them, I think, through that well. And, and they're also, uh, they have better training for dealing with certain uh, psychological traumas yes. and whatnot. Yes. So like if somebody has an eating disorder, uh, I'm not inclined to send them to a biblical counselor. I'm inclined to send them to uh, a... Why not? I mean, Rick Warren had that book about that 
the diet. The Daniel diet. The Daniel diet. I don't think so that was about eating disorders. So obviously he understands. What the do. Daniel diet and the prayer of Jabez. Uh huh. Everybody's making millions of dollars by putting out garbage. I don't know why. I, I write. I wrote some garbage. I didn't no, make any money. No, you did not. You did not. I and I was not going to yeah, say that. I wanted to beat you to it. No, I. I would, you were just like you wrote garbage. Why didn't you make? First any of all, money? you know I would never say that. I have greatly benefited mm, from note yes, to self. Yes. Don't stop it. Why I would know. you do that? No, it's great. That was no, I first... know you're very serious. No, yeah, I, it's, I know. Oh, you liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you need to apologize because now people are actually thinking I'm being a jerk, and I'm not actually. No, I'm, you're very. You know serious. I'm being you're sincere. Early 2012. Mm-hmm. That was my first. That was oh, the first book you ever read, I think, wasn't second it? Second introduction to Joe. The first one was listen to a sermon where you just got back from Japan and you forgot your notes, and your wife had to go get them for you. Oh yeah, yeah. See, oh, look at that right. recollection. Hey, great editing, Brian. <laughs> you couldn't cut that out on the podcast. You start it right after I get my notes. <laughs> One time I went on a rant about how men shouldn't wear short pants. Like this was years and years mm, ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he cut it off of the, I think he cut it off of the uh, of the sermon, but he saved the audio. He still has it. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, because I, I, I think they, they, they tend to have uh, a better grasp on, you know, the the psychology behind it. Yeah. And um, I, and I know pretty soon we've been talking about, mm-hmm. have we talked about, yeah, well, Krista coming yeah, on coming the podcast. On. Okay. To talk about mental health. And I mean, she's licensed, she's yeah. gone to school. She's by all intents and purposes. If you want to use that phrase, like, you know, she's a, uh, uh, a counselor in the secular world. Yeah. Right? She's a licensed counselor. She's a licensed counselor. Um, but she's a hardcore Christian. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. Godly woman. Mm-hmm. And if you if you know anything about doctrine and devotion conferences, uh, she runs that show. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, I mean it's like biblical counseling depends on what you mean, but if it's hardcore newthetic, they reject everything that's ever been discovered in the world. I think that's a denial of common grace. Um, and of course, you know, secular uh, psychology can only take somebody so far. In they, yes. they can certainly bring a lot of healing to the body and the mind, but as for the soul, uh, they can't get there without the gospel. Yep. So. Yep. Jimmy and I are on the same page. Yeah, exact same page. Mm-hmm. All right. Ben Mayfield. Now, this is something that we have addressed. We actually have a video on this that we recorded over cigars a while ago. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it bears updating. So, oh, hey, guys. Hey, guys. So, you guys are known for being all like, no, no way, Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> but I recently listened to an old episode of Ask John Piper, and John Piper says I should read Grudem's Systematic Theology. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Piper also says a wife being abused should... Okay, never mind. I know. I was actually uh, about to say the oh, exact same gosh. thing, and I okay. held back. I was Who? also going to say, do I need to pull out that old tweet about unicorns and dolphins and symphonic... Uh, I'm going to find if, it. Go ahead and find I'm it. Gonna I'm going to start to answer this. And then save that for when we're uh, getting towards the end here. All right. So who should I listen to? Two guys with beards, cigars, and a successful podcast, or John Piper? I await your response. Best regards, Ben Mayfield. All right, Ben. Well, listen, um, uh, Piper, obviously, nobody says everything right. Everybody has errors in their thinking and theology, us probably foremost among all. Uh, So I don't like everything John says. uh, But I, uh, I have benefited from much of what he has preached and written. Uh, Found it. <laughs> so when it comes to, uh, for example, here's something that no one benefited from except okay. for giggles. Okay, he, this ready? This is a John Piper tweet. John Piper. When was this? Uh, 1201, February 2nd, 2018. He used Hootsuite. Here we go. If culture conforming jellyfish float together, it is an accident. But free spirited countercultural Christian dolphins swim in symphonic pods. 
Enough said. Mic drop. I, I rest my case. <laughs> and that's the same man that recommended Wayne Grudem. Yeah. So there you go. But okay, so uh, listen, uh, John Piper would certainly recommend some good books, uh, but he's not like a reformed guy. I know people kind of lump him in there, but he's he's, he's not. I mean, he's a Calvinistic guy. Um, has a lot of good things to say. I like a lot of his books. But um, yeah. the, our problem with first of all, you should listen to who you want to listen to. Yeah. The reason we we don't care if you don't we don't care if you listen to us or not in terms of our advice. Uh, we want you to do what's best. Um, and the reason we don't personally like love Grudem's systematic theology is because number one, it's not a proper systematic theology in that it, it, it doesn't deal with philosophy and history like systematic theologies do. Um, and it's got, uh, it's got positives to it. I mean, it's got yeah. positive aspects, it's got yeah. hymns included yeah. in it yeah. that relate and some practical questions, things like that. Yeah. Good stuff. But, uh, but there are doctrinal or doctrinal parts that we would take issue with that. I would rather just recommend Burkoff. Mm-hmm. We would recommend Burkoff as a one volume because we have less problems with that, even though he's Dutch reformed and not Baptist. Yes. Uh, easy, easy would prefer that. So whether it's, you know, some of Grudem's stuff on eschatology or the Trinity or whatever, there's just, um, there's certain things in there that we don't vibe with. And it's, and it's, I mean, if you want to say it can be used as a good intro to, you want to go deeper though. You want something that's going to be more robust. If somebody wants an introduction to systematic theology. Oh, I'm still going Burkhoff. You're right. The single volume. But if they're not ready for Burkhoff, then I wouldn't give them Grudem. I would give them James Montgomery Boyce's. Yeah, Boyce. Foundations of the Christian Faith. It's patterned around the Institutes. Yeah. It's very readable. And that will cover a broad section of theology. It's a big book. Um, And if you read that, you'll be able to jump into Burkhoff. It'll be fine. And I think it all really started just because everyone was all about Grudem. Like we were just playing around at people's, oh, like, yeah. people's, you know. Yeah, that's the the real reason the, we say no way, Wayne. It's because of all of you and, and and how it triggered people. Fanboys fawned My over goodness. Wayne Grudem's systematic theology, and they were saying things that are like it's the best systemat. And like uh, how many? I've like I've asked some of these guys how many systemats have you read? Because I know you haven't read many. Because yeah. there's no way you've read five but systematic theologies. they get so mad. Oh, no, yeah. They get so triggered. And then, of course... Continuationist. I, 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 have, to, I have to lean into it then. Oh, yeah, yeah. I must lean into yeah. it. Oh, the, the reaction garners more button pushing. Oh, I have to. Yeah. I, if I learned anything from my father. <laughs> <laughs> you smell blood, yeah. you take more blood. Yeah. So that's why, honestly, it, that, and we made that clear in the video, that um, it wasn't that we hate Wayne Grudem. We think he's a good man. He loves Jesus. And he has a lot of wonderful things in his systematic theology. Mm-hmm. But it's not the greatest systematic theology. And it's not the best intro to systematic theology. It's one systematic theology among many. And uh, it's fine to have. But yeah, uh, Burkhoff is better. Uh, and I would we would recommend a bunch of others. Uh, Horton's is better. But uh, but yeah, now that's, that's kind of how we're thinking about it. But hey, listen, that's all the time we got for you. We got time for more emails, do we? No, all I think right. that's it. All right, let's get out of here. All right, well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast at the store, JoeFoyStore.com, and grab some gear. We got the Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we got that all-access exclusive content. Banter of Truth on Tuesdays, which this last one, the audio is wrong. Yeah, you might, Jimmy didn't set it up right. You might, you might, he, uh, you, 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 you messed up the buttons. You know it resets when you turn it off. So yeah, I know. I didn't leave it on the whole time. Yeah, no, you were supposed to. And so, what? 
Don't worry yeah, about there's it. There's banter truth on Tuesdays. Just admit it. Weekday wisdom, Monday through Fridays. Head on over to drfortune.com slash all access to register today. Later.